What's good, Denver? Buddy, how you doing? It's February 13th, Tuesday, about 10.15. And welcome to the podcast. What's Good Denver is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old timers. I'm Ryan Estes today with Tom Bitcoin Maxi Donahue. It's on the way back up, man. It is up. It's over 50,000. I just checked it was back down to 48. But what do you think? You think this is bull rush again? I think it's getting to be that time. Yeah. Um, a lot of big key things have happened. You know, you got the Bitcoin ETF approved by the SEC. You got um, a Bitcoin halving coming up, which historically leads to massive growth. So not financial advice, but we're, we are Bitcoin maxis yeah, over here. No doubt. Just a couple of weeks ago when there was these indications and I just looked at Tom. I was like, Tom, should I be buying all the Bitcoin I possibly can? Again, he's like, I'm not a uh, financial advisor, but <laughs> probably. <laughs> Pretty it's exciting. A, it's just a funny thing that everyone in the community says because you have to put that on like any videos or like anything you say about <laughs> a product like that. Um, that could be considered financial advice. Otherwise, if somebody goes and buys it and loses all their money, they could pretty much sue you. Totally. <laughs> if you don't say that. Well, and again, I mean, that's that's also a positive development because, you know, but 10 years ago, the, the financial institutions wouldn't have cared what you said about Bitcoin. They're like, oh, I'll get that trash out of here. And now mm-hmm. they're all now they're all on board. Pretty amazing. Oh, and we're also joined by the Joe Burrow of podcasting, Troy Higgins. What's up, Troy? What's up, guys? The Joe Burrow. I love it. Uh, why, why is that? Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's the only guy that can beat him in the postseason. We need him to get healthy. We need his team to be healthy. He's, he's the only guy. He, he's the only reason Mahomes hasn't been to, uh, what is it? Five Super Bowls in a row. I know it's only Joe Burrow. What? And he had an Achilles, right? Was that, was he one of those guys that had Achilles? What happened to him? I can't remember. He got hurt, I think, in training camp. Oh, it was his calf. It was his calf. And it just kind of nagged him all year. And the receiving core was in and out of the lineup with health issues. And they kind of just, it was a lost season from the beginning. So hopefully they bounce back next year. You know, watching the Super Bowl play out, and I'd love to hear what you guys did for the Super Bowl, but like, there was just, everybody knew what was happening. It's like, what? I, I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, I tip my hat to the San Francisco 49ers, and I'm not a big Winers fan, but I kind of fell in love with that team. You know, a lot of Denver connections, obviously, to that team. And, you know, they, they played really strong. It's just like, okay, I get it. You, you're going to get the ball and kick a field goal in, in overtime, but you know he's going to score a touchdown. You mm-hmm. know it. Everybody knows it. In the school. I I didn't I actually when I was watching um that drive, I wasn't fully aware of the rules. I don't know if you heard about that, but there was new overtime rules that have been in place, I think since I don't I don't want to give out a date. It's very recently. 
And I didn't know that the Chiefs actually would get the ball back if they scored a touchdown there. Touchdown there. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm- so if the Niners... Yeah, they each get two possessions. I did not know that. And I didn't know that it would roll over into the second OT quarter, too. If the Chiefs... Like, the Chiefs didn't have to score with time expiring. Like, they get a full drive. It would have went into another quarter. Oh, I, I did not know that. Yeah, that's what yeah. they did. Well, they said... The refs said it right there. They were like, treat this as a new game, essentially. And like, yeah. going into the second quarter, you, you can do that. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. Well, that, that makes sense because they didn't seem rushed at all. The Chiefs I'm talking about with the, with the clock kind of running out. Okay, that, I didn't know that part. I did know that like, whoever gets the ball, they score a touchdown. The other team has opportunity to score a touchdown. If they don't score, then they lose. But if they do, then we keep going. But then it's next point mm-hmm. wins, I believe, is the rule, right? Yeah. So both yeah. sides score touchdowns, and then the next team gets the ball, kicks field goal, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. That does seem like a fair way to do it, actually. I kind of like that. That's interesting. I mean, yeah, it would it would suck for the uh, receiving team because if you both scored a touchdown and then the next team just scored a field goal from – 50 yards out. You have no chance. Yeah, then then the coin toss becomes like a major factor. And I suppose it always has been. But I did like how the Chiefs deferred on the opening coin toss when they won it. That's always a gangster Mm -hmm. move. I saw somebody Mm -hmm. else said that, like, maybe they should do uh, overtime rules is, you know, first OT, you just start kicking field goals. You line up both special teams on both sides of the ball, and you start at 25, and you just start going back five yards. Whoever misses first. That would be Just wild. keep going back. That would be crazy. That would be insane. Oh, well, I was even feeling for the uh, Chiefs kicker when he had to hit the field goal to push it to overtime. Also, I can't believe that they blocked that extra point. I that's know. That's the only reason that it yeah, was even possible. Otherwise, one they would the, have had to go for a touchdown. The in, one of the interesting philosophies I was um, reading about for the overtime rules is like so. The 49ers, they get they get the opening possession overtime. They go down and they score, whether it's a field goal or a touchdown. They're almost at kind of a disadvantage because whatever team gets the ball second is basically in four down territory every single. Um, you know, the whole drive, like they're going to go for it four times in a row every single time or they lose the game. So it's like, it's, it's very hard to stop a team on defense. If they're getting every place four down territory, like second down, it changes how you call the play because you know, okay, I, you know, I have two more plays after that or three more plays after this. So it's, that was an interesting take too. And with Mahomes, it's like, everyone just knows what's going to happen. So true. And if you know you have to score a touchdown, the game planning is totally different. You can't sit mm-hmm. back and like the, the nickelback formation, you know, you can't just wait. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's wild. I mean, it, the, the Super Bowl first half was like exceptionally boring, but it was like mm-hmm. a very kick centered game. I mean, two record uh, record kick uh, field goals. You got a blocked PAT. You've got like how many punts? Like six punts, and there was a fumble mm-hmm. on one of the punts. I mean, a very special team oriented game. I don't know. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah, yeah, I I loved it. It was like this whole second half was like it felt like every snap was just so tense. It was like the stakes were higher than ever. For sure, the first half was a little slow, but yeah, totally. Especially for 
Tibetan men <laughs> who <laughs> yeah. are picking really dumb things to bet on. Well, I I just have like nine free dollars in my account, so I just made like a bunch of two dollar free bets. Nice, but none of them hit. So dang, you got that nine slow bucks. first half. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. I, I mean, I thought Usher did a great job. You know, talking about slow first half, Usher kind of came out slow. Then, he came out pretty slow. Yeah. Like, this is not looking good, but Alicia Keys bought him back. Yeah. yeah and then she, the rest was good. She turned it up and then, and then, yeah, then turned down for what? I mean, come on. That was, that was a great show. It was nice to see the roller skates. It was also nice to see Usher being super swole. Mm-hmm. He looks, he's yoked. Yeah. What is he? How old is he? He's got to be 40. I think he's older than that. Yeah. Very sweat. Jacked, sweaty and jacked, <laughs> sweaty and jacked, sweaty yes. and jacked. He looked good. Travis Kelsey, I don't care if he did win the Super Bowl, terrible look all night long from you know, yelling, screaming, bumping the coach, almost knocked Andy Reid over. Yeah, why did he do Why didn't he bump him? How could you do that to Uncle Andy? He wanted the ball, but yeah, that was, that was a bit much. That was bad. His weird Viva Las Vegas chant at the end. I was weird. He was hepped up. I don't know what pills he he was. He took the rhino pills from the gas station, I think, because the mm-hmm. one, that dude's energy was like way too aggressive and over the top. Eh, but he had That's a good game. Crazy. What are you gonna do? Well, he was he was getting um, a little hyped up about being like alpha male of the world with the world's richest, probably most <laughs> desired woman. Yeah. And winning the most desired competition. He was definitely feeling himself. He was definitely amped up. Yeah. Say that he's returning next year to go for the three peat along with Andy Reid. So we got at least one more year enduring this again. Yeah. Yeah. What do we call it? I mean, Bill Burr made a great point that like Tony Romo was talking about dynasty because he's saying like, oh, they got three championships in five years it's like well they weren't calling the patriots a dynasty when they got three and four years it's it's not a dynasty three peat that's a dynasty not back to back three peat but now they're trying to change the rules because obviously i mean patrick mahomes is so dang marketable i mean i get it but still mm-hmm. this is not a dynasty you got a three peat to dynasty and if they do oh did we lose zoom you you're still alive. oh we're good you're good but <laughs> okay, cool. yeah your zoom fell out that's okay though we lost zoom for a second uh, sorry about that troy but yeah i, I mean no dynasty until three pete that's all i'm gonna say i i am gonna say also i'm scared i mean <laughs> the chiefs were not that good of a football team this year honestly definitely not it's probably the worst football team that patrick mahomes has fielded and like no one can stop him Mm-mm. No, because he's just running the option on it in the Super Bowl, and they can't do anything. It's just dang man. Yeah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, and just to add insult to injury, like why is it got to be John Elway handing the Lombardi Trophy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I think that he was selected to do that, like much prior to even knowing the Chiefs were going to be in the Super Bowl, but that's, that is yeah, funny how that panned out. Oh, man. I couldn't, I could see the conflicted look on the man's face. It's just like, you know, and it kind of makes sense because Patrick Mahomes is very much a John Elway kind of football player. You know, very mobile, big and strong guy, you know, great accuracy, cannon, you know, but dang, man. <laughs> oh, 
It's just that's just when I turned off the TV. It was like, oh, well, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, it's where this Chiefs team's going to be going for a long time. I think. Well, God bless the NFL. That's all I got to say. It was a heck of a heck of a season. A lot of fun. I went back and listened to our hot takes with our NFL correspondent, Ozzo Estes. And boy, we made some really off predictions, all of us. So (laughs) mine was awful. Mine was embarrassing. (laughs) I don't remember. Did anyone get anything good in there? Uh, No. Uh, Yeah. It was extremely bad. We were all way off. I mean, we had. I think Ozzo had Joe Burrow doing big things. He 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 flaked out. We talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers. He had four minutes in the game, and of course, the Justin Fields take. Boy, do you think he's got a job next year? Um, there's there's a reason I'm not a professional. Sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, nah, they're gonna trade him. I see. No, but I appreciate sure. that. You got to throw some hail marys preseason because you never know, man. You can't if you show up with your preseason analysis and you're like, I feel like the uh, Kansas City Chiefs are going to have a mm. a deep <laughs> run into the postseason. It's like, shut up, man. Yeah, I got to say that. Have, have, have you? Do you guys know who Pete Schrager is? He's the uh, he's like the Fox Sports analyst guy. He's picked the correct Super Bowl winner six years. The last six years, he's picked the correct Super Bowl winner. And a couple of times he picked the two teams that were going to be playing in the Super Bowl. And he picks before the season starts. Crazy. Dang. Yeah, he's like crazy. His streak, his streak is alive. So the NFL whisperer. Yeah, he does have inside connections. So people are, cons- there's a conspiracy with the script and that whole thing. <laughs> the script. I love that. Dude, actually, Biden had a pretty funny tweet. For those script people, <laughs> like the laser eyes, <laughs> yeah, dark Brandon. He's like, what is it? Like all according to plan or something? Yeah, it's funny. Nice. Well, all right, go Nuggets, man. Whatever. We'll see. We'll see you for training camp, NFL. All right. To follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver and subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify. Our music is brought by Troy Higgins. Tom, let's dive into some Denver events, buddy. What do you got on post or on point for Valentine's Day week? So we've got Valentine's Day tomorrow, this weekend, I suppose. Does that count as Valentine's Day weekend or was this previous weekend? I don't know. It's, I think you count last weekend. I don't know. You get both because it's on Wednesday. So yeah, it's both Valentine's Day weekends. Totally. I celebrated last weekend. Also got a little dinner planned on Wednesday, sushi den. Nice. We got a nice gift card for there. So going to use it up. Um, I've never been there, by the way. I'm excited for it. So I'm going to get some good sushi. Um, Also, later on, we're going to talk about date spots in Denver. Oh, that's right. That's our feature. Top That's three date spots. Yes, date yeah. spots. Um, I got a couple of different things going. Food is always a good one. Uh, I, I think sushi is a good pick because you got to be careful with the type of food that you pick for your first date. Um, is it first date or is it just date spots? Man, I don't know anything about first dates. We'll say first. We'll say first dates or date spots, whatever it is. We could also share uh, first dates with our significant others. Yeah. I'll I'll name my spot for that. Cool. In the uh, in the thing. So, um, for this week though, this afternoon, normal events. These are not any sort of Valentine's 
focused events. We got um, Sunday, Mile Post Zero, Plants and Paints and Cocktails. Nice. So you can go over to Mile Post Zero, and they're going to be painting um, your terracotta pots. You get terracotta pot, choice of succulent. Hold on. Choice of succulent, paint supplies, and a complimentary cocktail is all included with your admission. That's going to be $30. Sounds like a blast. Yes. Hold on. I'm trying to get people the uh, thing here. You paint the pot. You're seeing behind the scenes. You paint the pot. Yeah. You do paint the pot. Yes. It's it's a crafty, drinky type thing. Sounds like a good time to me. I'm saying. I mean, who doesn't like a well terracotta succulent? Here we go. Now everyone can see. Look at that. You got a pot to paint, and you get to choose your succulent and your free drink. So check it out. That's going to be Sunday. What's up, Troy? Paint provided. Paint is provided. Yes. Oh, it is. Okay. Absolutely. So you get all your paint supplies, you get your pot, get your succulent, and your cocktail. So that's going to be Sunday at noon. I thought that was a cool one. Um, next one. Does anyone want to wager a guess without looking at the sheet? If you already saw it, you we have yoga plus <laughs> what? Yeah, what is it? What is it going to be? Going to say something. Puppies. What was that, Troy? It's something what? Puppies. Puppies. Yeah. No, no, not this time. Terracotta painting plus yoga. No, no. It's going to be yoga plus productivity. Oh, finally. <laughs> finally. <laughs> Work on your laptop. While you got to check email and downward facing dog. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Hold on. This thing is giving me trouble. There we go. Yoga plus productivity. So this weekend, Sunday at 1 p.m., $20, which is a decent price for a yoga class anyway. 20 bucks. Yeah, that's a good price. That's not so bad. It's a 45 minute yoga session. But first, get 45 minutes of deep work. 45 minutes. 45 minutes <laughs> deep work session. Um, use on a creative project, side hustle, or just catch up on emails. Everyone's going to be chilling in the studio, deep working. And this is this is at the process, which um, I think I've talked about one of their events before, but it's it's like a co-working space where you can focus on your side hustles or whatever you want to do. Um, it's like an individual co-working area. Um, and then after that, 45-minute yoga session led by Kayla Kaufman. I don't know, man, about this one. <laughs> so do your deep sun- work. It's on <laughs> Sunday. Get 45 minutes of deep work. And then 45 minutes of yoga. Deep work on a Sunday. Couple Zoom calls. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know Stop if that's a couple proposals. I don't know if that's zen enough for the yoga vibe. If you can't be taking calls. I mean, 45 minutes of deep work plus 45 minutes of yoga. 90 minutes of yoga just sounds way better than that on a Sunday. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah. I, I I appreciate the uh aspiration with the innovation in the yoga class um i do appreciate that yeah but, uh yeah this i don't know listen I don't know. how Be do sick. you know how do you know if your yoga plus 
is going to catch on if you don't try it. You got to put it out there. Yeah. Absolutely. So shout out to you, Kayla. I mean, she's probably involved with uh, the process space and they're focused on deep work and co-working. So yeah, get your deep work before your yoga. You can't yoga if you haven't earned it. That's a good point. You need to get your Sunday, your Sunday work and chores done first. This is true. Get your productivity going, get yourself ready for the week and then you get your yoga. I like it. I mean, you, you really can't be namaste unless you get a couple of those uh, emails out of your inbox. Yeah. How are you supposed to like focus on your breathing when you know you got to respond? Exactly. I might save like any spicy (laughs) I have. <laughs> for this just one 45 minute set like what can i get done in 45 minutes right before yoga i know the 45 minutes can only be can, it can be 40 emails or it can be half three and a half emails <laughs> yeah, so. so is it like your your workstation is on on your yoga mat or is it like there's desks or i think that house? this the process place is a co-working space yeah so you can probably go around to any of the spots does say bring your own mat and And BYO LT. Got it. Okay. Bring whatever you'll use to work. So anyway, that's the that's the yoga plus of this. Love it. Love it. That's a new one. I thought it was a whenever I see a new one, I gotta oh yeah. We gotta have yoga plus. That's it. That's a good one. I I I painting terracotta pots plus yoga, that is gold. That would they could they could make that happen for sure. Yeah, you can um, combine it with Twister where you can only paint red if you have a hand on red or you can only paint blue uh, if you got that would be sweet. blue. Yeah. <laughs> One-handed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So last thing I got here, um, a beer pairing dinner. This is cool. I mean, I like... I like drink pairings and stuff. It's yeah. usually cocktails, but I'm interested in this one. Um, at It's being run by Thistle and Mint, but it's being run at the Fiction Beer Co. I assume that you're going to be having all beers by the Fiction Beer Company. And this Thistle and Mint, like the photo they have here, I mean, everyone can see it on the thing. Um, it looks like it's going to be some gourmet food. That I don't looks know. It's, good. It's looking like some good stuff. You know, whenever the portions look too small, but the food looks really good, that makes me feel like it's going to be gourmet. That's going to be Sunday at 5 p.m. Um, this is get behind. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it really, it does look like good food just from this one photo that I'm seeing. But um, Sunday, um, wait, why does it say Sunday, September 24th? Hold on. I think they haven't updated their event description here. So, Dude, they got a, a rabbit dish. Really? Yeah. What kind of beer would be good with rabbit? Disregard this date right here. That was probably their previous one. It's going to be Sunday, February 18th at 5 p.m. So this Sunday, 5 p.m., four Colorado-grown courses. Oh, so Colorado-grown ingredients Dude. paired with four Colorado craft beers. 85 bucks. Dude, this looks delit. Duck confit, donut. With cherry mustard. Yeah, look at yeah, this. Looks, this sounds good. Never even had rabbit, but this looks good. I know. Stuffed with ginger and lemongrass. What is pemmican? 
Pemmican. Pemmican? Pemmican. It's it's the first course on the menu here. I think that's a aquatic top. bird. Really? Winter squash, green chili, mayo. Yeah, I mean, this is looking pretty interesting. And you got interesting foods here as well. The duck confit, confit donut, cherry mustard. Man, that sounds fire. Nico mushrooms, mushroom fondue, a sourdough, Adam psychosic, cut psychosis. I can't even read. This is looking so great. It's got the rabbit dish, malted blonde, cherries and sage ice cream. I mean, this looks fancy. Dude, it looks um, dude. Okay, pemmican is like a, it's kind of a, like a beef jerky. It's dried meat, traditionally wow. bison, pounded into coarse powder and mixed with an equal amount of melted fat and occasionally Saskatoon berries, cranberries, or even cherries, currants, choke berries. So it's like oh. meat, fat, and berries. Mm. That's wow. what's up. Wow. And each one's going to be paired with a nice craft brew i mean you got four courses four beers you're gonna be feeling nice after that um so dude yeah, check this, uh, this doesn't even look like a bad price either for something like this an 85 dollar you know yeah fully curated menu i don't know check this one out it look it looks good sunday at 5 p.m dude, looks, looks like they still got ample tickets available i might hit this one i um, know man i like never really get excited about menus these days but like the pemmican winter squash green chili mayo and spiced chips who is this chef yeah who's doing this dude i don't know what um thistle and mint is but that's who's running it it's chef jared <laughs> chef jared bro what's your last name so shout out yeah that's jared. that's what's going on that one does actually sound like it it could be hit up this weekend big time it's for an interesting meal jared kendall he's the owner Jared Kendall. Dang. Nice. Oh, he's the owner of Thistle Mint. Dude, shout to him. I'm gonna go check this out. I got I'm now I'm like really interested in Pemmican because that makes sense. That's like when you're watching the old West movie and they reach into their saddlebags and they have that little wafer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> That's what that is. Berries, bison, and fat. Absolutely. It sounds like the best beef jerky of all time. Sounds fire. Fire. With an ice cold pint to wash it down. No doubt. Green chili mayo? Okay. All right. That, I like that one. Good good events, Tom. All right. I'll rip through mine really quick. I've got a Valentine's Day event for today at 5 p.m. at the Colorado Saki Company. It is Saki and Bonbon pairing. Because I saw, I saw there was another, there was a beer and cheese pairing, which sounded great to me, but also felt very gastro. You know what I'm saying? And like in on mm. Valentine's Day, you're trying to make a good impression. You're trying to make sparks fly. Yeah. Hopefully some a little later, you know, you have a good time with the, your, your partner. Yeah. You don't want too much gastro yeah. happening. That's why, you know, the food choice on a first date is very important. You got to make sure we're not getting like, you don't want to go Mexican. <laughs> right. You don't want to do anything. Chinese, probably not. not don't go don't go melting pot. Don't get no. the fondue and all the dairy and the melted chocolate and all that. Ribs. <laughs> no ribs. No ribs. <laughs> no ribs. No pizza. No spaghetti. I mean, you kind of really got to walk a tightrope. If we're talking about like, you know, a first date, you know. Yeah. Go go like classic American. Sushi yeah. can be safe. Sushi. Sushi is safe. Saki and chocolate seems safe. 
Because that's also making the assumption, let's say that this is a first date or you have intentions for later on that evening after dinner, <laughs> that you you go into a sake and like chocolate tasting, you've already eaten. You've you've pre-gamed. You're yeah. like, dude, I'm yeah. good. This is just going to be for after Each dinner. Each person could individually choose their main course. And then this is like a dessert. Yeah. Like a sake yeah. Perfect. Chocolate bonbons. Yeah. And I haven't been to Colorado Sake Company, but I'm a big fan. I like sake. Yeah, sake is good. I like it cold. I like it hot. It's also like kind of dangerous. I don't know alcohol percentage, but like every time I have some sake, I, you kind of have like a ooh moment. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. That's yeah. that's coming on a little strong. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And that's fun. Okay, so that's tonight, lovers. 5 p.m., 28 bucks. Colorado Sake, com- sake Company. Company. Um, this weekend, we have the CHSAA State Wrestling Championship. And I believe uh, they're doing... I'm not sure if it's first through third place. I'm not exactly sure because I think it was also last last Saturday as well. But in my opinion, high school wrestling state championship is probably one of my top three sporting events. I absolutely love it. I mean, even for people that don't know anything about wrestling, it's so cool. There's like 12 mats. You know, you're at the ball arena. There's so much happening. Uh, wrestling matches are really fast. You know, even I think probably it's what three two-minute periods, something like that. Mm. And it's just like the best ticket in town. It's amazing. You see just a, a massive range of emotion from these kids going hard. You'll see awesome takedowns. You'll see like amazing defensive kids. You know, it's just, it's a really cool event. So if people are looking for something to do on Saturday, I you know, I think it's like 10 bucks. Parking's free. Um, go down there mm. and watch these kids in the state wrestling championship. And it's cool too, because, you know, it, a lot of the wrestling powerhouses are from towns outside of Denver, you know, smaller um, wrestling communities, and they'll bring a hundred people, <laughs> you know, so they're going nuts. You'll see little sections of the, of the stadium going crazy. So um, I'm definitely going to check that out this weekend. I've mm. also got uh, Jeff Jenkins on tap at dazzle on Saturday night. And I love Jeff. He's an amazing player. Um, what's really fun. I think about being a fan of jazz is that you f- you kind of gravitate to live jazz as part of the, the experience of being a fan. And what's cool about like jazz musicians is oftentimes they like the same artists you do, but they're like giving you like little hints. They're signaling to you like who mm-hmm. their people are and, and quoting little songs and putting things in there. And I think Jeff Jenkins is one of the absolute masters of that. You know, I'm a big Bill Evans fan. I listen to him all the time. I love Monk. Um, and Jeff does too. And so he'll, he'll put like chord stylings, like, um, like Bill Evans and he'll do like cool little runs and, um, like uh, twinkles for lack of a better word, like, like monk, you know, they're, they're kind of accidentals, but very monk esque. So he'll put those in like his, his lines and his runs, um, just to like nod to, to the audience who are fans of that, which I just think is great. Plus he's a killer bot player. They do get just move. He's amazing. Um, sometimes he plays Oregon. Sometimes he plays Fender Rhodes. Jeff Jenkins, Jenkins is the man. That's 10 p.m. at Dazzle, the El Chapultepec Lounge at Dazzle, 10 p.m. on Saturday. And that's what I got. Let's jump to our feature. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's. Now we're going to do top three uh, uh, date spots in Denver, but I want to start with Troy. Troy, let's let's talk about outdoor first dates if you've got some recommendations and also let us know what was the first date between you and your your lady <clears throat> yeah absolutely outdoor first dates 
in San Diego, the beach is always a great option, um, especially if it's a nice sunny day. Go hang out at the beach, uh, maybe bring a little picnic basket, you know, some packed sandwiches. You know, actually, is, a, is outdoor activity good for a first date? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think I think it is, especially depending on the person. Um, you know, if you're an outdoorsy person, if you like hikes are always good. Um me personally, I'm more of kind of a dinner, appetizers, drinks, first date type guy. Like I liked Tom's sushi recommendation. Like that's perfect. I think if you can get get a nice little sushi spot, quiet, intimate. Um Get some, you know, some gyoza, edamame, a couple sushi rolls. That's that's ideal for me. Uh, outdoors, I think hike. Hike's got to be up there. Uh, I can't think of too many others. Uh, unless there's some sort of maybe activity that you both mutually enjoy, whether it's, you know, uh, I guess I would say surfing. <laughs> would surfing. be a date over here. Yeah, that's that's, I'm sure that's a thing. Um. Yeah, fishing, fishing. volleyball. I don't know. Any of it, <laughs> I like the hike. Do you? How strenuous are you going? Do you want to test the cardio of your potential mate a little bit? Be like, I don't know. <laughs> we got to make sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Let's absolutely. Just, yeah. Ten Bring mile up. hike. Oh. Ten See if they can get it in. Yeah. That's enough time to know if you're going to like the person or not either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to get left in the dust and then you know that that they're not right for you. Plus walking really does stimulate conversation. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, like it, it's like you, you, you can have like a, a depth of conversation. That's a little, you can be a little more comfortable, I suppose, with the depth of conversation because you're not staring at each other. I mean, dinner on a first date seems really intimidating because you're like, the eye contact is there. Yeah. There's, you know, innuendo and stuff. Whereas like, if you're walking, you're, you know, you're like, Oh, those are nettles. You should be, you should watch out for those. You don't want them to sting your shins. Mm. She's like, Oh, thanks. That's so considerate of you that you knew that nettles were over there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's just how I am. That's the kind of, that's the kind of guy I am. What kind of gal are you? She's like, well, that's, that's a pine cone. I'm like, that is a pine cone. Good. We're, we're made for each other. <laughs> I, think, I think the hike the hike's a super solid option for outdoor activity especially if it's like in a beautiful location and you can kind of drive out and you know maybe see some great landscape and you know beautiful hillside to, to travel to that location somewhere remote maybe not too remote because then they might get a little weirded out it's the first date and you're driving them to some secluded remote location you maybe you want semi-local <laughs> yeah, yeah, local. And then for first date with uh, Bolen, my girlfriend. Actually, you know what? Our first date was ramen. Our first like real date. It was uh, ramen. And we did some nigori sake. And it went great. It was awesome. Couldn't have been. Bold move. It's say. not easy eating ramen and not being sloppy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I actually didn't even suggest it. She was the one who suggested it. So, um, yeah, she kind of took me out on a first date, but it ended up really well. Here, here we are, seven years later, or actually, seven year anniversaries on Saturday. 
Saturday. No, su- wait, Sunday. Sorry. Sunday. Congrats, Damn. man. That is a long time. See, the ramen builds foundations. <laughs> That's right. I have ramen on my list. And no. it, I may be biased just because my ramen spot is my favorite restaurant. Tom's a bit of a ramen connoisseur, I, I love, some might say. I love ramen and I love my spot. And I think it's, my spot's a nice get, date spot too. So I put it on here for my food option. Um, but nice. yeah, Troy, did you have anything else to run by? No, I think, yeah. I think as far as outdoor, I think hike has got to be up there. And definitely um, one piece of advice I do have for first date, don't pick so, try to not pick somewhere crowded that's going to be overly crowded because uh, it's just going to dampen the experience. You know, the, the staff's going to be busy. They're going to hate you. Uh, you know, try to avoid weekend nights if you can get like a cool spot on a Thursday night or maybe a Tuesday night. You know, try to try to push it a little later, seven, eight o'clock. So it's nice, intimate, not busy, not hectic, not a lot of people around. So you can really have like, you know, uh, intimate one on one experience with your date. I think those are all great, great, uh, great things to check, check off. Rackos, I agree. Hell yeah. I'll jump in here. I'll start with food while we're on ramen. So I, I got a couple of different categories of different types of first dates that you could do or just any dates, whatever. If we're talking first dates, fine. Um, I got food, got drinks, and I got activities as three different types of dates. Um, food, first, I started with Tatsu Izakaya. I love ramen. That's a great place to go. Um, you can... Be sure that what you're eating is going to be safe for the gastro uh, situation. Yeah. Um, you can also test out the spice tolerance of your of your partner for the evening. Um, you can have them try some spicy tonkatsu ramen and see if they they know the, the right techniques to eat it without you know, ah. losing it. Checking spe- uh, heat tolerance and checking cultureness. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. yeah. if you don't know how to slurp the tatsu um spicy tonkatsu then you know you're you're not so cultured red flag bro. if you don't know how to how to slurp that down without having a coughing fit then you got some learning to do honestly. this ain't gonna work it's just yeah. that's <laughs> it. it's over exactly exactly yeah. so maybe don't recommend that they order that for their first time but if they're confident and they order it that's a green flag for me and yeah like oh i know how to do it I could handle this. Is it a green uh, light or a green flag? Green flag. We're going with flags these days. <laughs> That's what the kids are doing. <laughs> green flag, red flag, whatever. Nice. Um, I, my first date with my current partner, McKenna, was at Redeemer Pizza, actually. Nice. I think Redeemer is a decent one. You know, it's a, it's a lighter pizza, but also it's very crust focused. So you're not too cheesy. Um, but you can choose lots of options there. That, it's a nice place, small little spot, and quality pizza and food and drinks. Um, nice. So that's for, for food. There's two wrecks right there. Um, drinks. This is, I would say that this spot takes the cake for any first date or my whole list here. Um, the front porch, which let me pull up where it is exactly. The front porch is a bar. Um, 
it's it's a really nice atmosphere in there, but you go on a Wednesday because they do a flip night where this is like no matter what happens, like your first date's gonna be fun because you get a little bit of like gambling aspect, you get a little bit of excitement, you get your drinks in if this is like if you're down with doing drinks for your first date. But on flip night at the front porch, every time you order, they flip a coin and you call you call it. So you could switch off with your date or partner, whoever it is, who's going to call this round. And then um, if you call it right, then the drinks are free. So it's it's really exciting. And uh, no matter what, as long as you hit one, you're good. You're good for the night. <laughs> if you go on a hot streak, you guys are going to be having so much fun. Like I, I'm pretty sure the first time McKenna and I went there, we called every single one right for like eight rounds <laughs> so we didn't pay for anything at all 50 50 night. chance you're getting hammered yeah 50 50 chance you're getting free drinks 50 50 chance you're leaving sad and having just paid normal price for drinks so really it's to me it's a 50 percent off date because yeah you're going to be paying full price for drinks anyway yep. like wherever you go this adds right. a little bit of excitement. It adds a little bit of, uh, it's great atmosphere in there. And also everyone who's going there on a Wednesday night knows what they're in for. Like, that's the thing. There's an air of excitement. Yeah. Yeah. It's like You know what's going on. You don't even have to ask the bartender to flip it. They're just like, all right, like call it. And then they're flipping it every time you order. You could say that you want a hundred tequila shots. And they're, you're flipping. You're for flipping it. for it. Yeah. Wow. So you could say, "I want 100 tequila shots for the whole bar," and that you're gonna flip for it. And if you call it right, it's free. Wow. Is that an option? That, like that's an option that they have. You can order whatever you want. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. The, I was just saying, like, if you said, "I want 100 tequila shots," they're still gonna flip for it. Um, so yeah, there's no limit. It's it's no limit flip night. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so fun. But yeah, typically um, we'll do like, you know, if you if you go there with a date, you switch off on who's picking the outcome for that round, and whoever messes it up's gotta gotta pay for the round if you don't call it. So call your call right if you're going to flip night. Maybe slip the uh, guy a, a double heads coin and, and a little tip and but make sure you tip those people because if you're on a hot streak and you're not paying for any drinks you still got to give them a little bit of a tip that's a good point if you're not if you're getting the drinks for free you're definitely tipping still yeah you yeah. still have to tip. you still got a tip yeah yeah but you know if you if you hit one maybe you're gonna tip and they understand too it's like you're gonna tip next time you miss yeah so if you only got a card or whatever, I don't know. Anyway, that's a really fun first date and it's always exciting and uh, just gives you a little bit of that uh, gambling thrill yeah. where you're getting your drinks and there's a chance for you to save, really, you're saving 50% of your money by by doing that. So I think that's only on Wednesdays at the front porch. Um, let me pull up the location really quick and then... In the meantime, it's it's on 15th Street, so 1215 15th Street. It's right over by, um, it's close to Larimer Square. It's right over there. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Lodo. Yeah. Yeah. Larimer Square area. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Definitely lower downtown for sure. Yeah. Um, 
So that's fun. That's kind of a mixture of my next category and drinks. Um, activities is the next category. Now, I'm always one for a little bit of friendly competition <laughs> on a first date. Not like you can't, I can't take any girls like ping pong. Cause you destroy them yeah, out of principle. Not, Tom's a little competitive. Fun. That's why I was laughing. <laughs> that's not fun. Like it, you can't bring some, a date to something that you're going to absolutely destroy them in. Like if you're a bowling <laughs> shark and you're hitting, you know, 10 strikes a game, don't bring a date bowling, bring them somewhere where there's definitely a chance for them to beat you in something. And also bring them somewhere where if you're letting them beat you, it's not obvious. So one up is a safe option, which is basically an arcade bar. Um, there's a couple locations in Denver, you know, it's easy for you to miss a couple ski ball shots. Yeah. And, and allow the date to win. Totally. <laughs> if you're you're saying you're intentionally losing You're you're sandbagging the ski ball date. Yeah. If you're, if you're going to sandbag, make it at a spot like one up, which is an arcade and has lots of different activities so you can be like oh i'm actually really bad at resident evil yeah um arcade games oh you beat me like good job or maybe you're really bad at the small little basketball foul shooter yeah but honestly you know i've probably taken the, the cup in any of those well up. and if you got if if you got a partner who's just like really good at Mrs. Pac-Man, yeah, exactly. Dude, then you're like, oh, it's match made in heaven. Like, look at him dipping on those ghosts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So like um super super ball management in Mrs. Pac-Man. You know, they know when they're gonna get the most amount of ghosts. That's totally. a good sign. Kind of hanging out on the side of the screen so they can bust through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I I brought a little debate. For us to discuss but a, a concert first date now there's a lot of reasons why you maybe shouldn't do a concert first date first most obvious reason is that the person might not like the same genre of music as you or they might not like the specific artist or worst case scenario which this might be a good reason on the other hand is they can't handle <laughs> the, the atmosphere the atmosphere yeah or anything like that which would be a red flag if if you really like that kind of thing that's but true I, I brought that for debate let's hear what I, you guys I, think i uh i think first date uh, concerts as a first date is a great great first date as long as there's communication prior you know that you're, you're into the same genre of music um you know you both like live events there's chemistry there i think that's for me that's got to be top three i think that's a great place green flag, flag. that was one that <laughs> it's I a wanted green to put flag down. for sure it's one that i wanted yeah. to put down for activities something that i like to do but you know not every first date can handle like a you know a big house show or lasers and bass in your face like it's yeah. not for everyone. But that's intense. If, as long as you know that the person can handle whatever kind of thing you're going for, like maybe you need to tone it down a little bit. Maybe you got to go, you know, something more chill. You, you know what I like about a concert as a first date too? And th there, there should probably put some parameters around it because anything from one to three hours, I feel like is probably good. Anything bigger than that is a big pill to swallow. 
If you're talking about a music festival oh, and yeah, there's yeah. like three stages, I mean, maybe it could happen. But what I like about it, if we're talking about a one to three hour show, is that you get a chance to kind of bro down, really. Because at a concert, you're kind of like partners in crime. Mm-hmm. You got to keep an eye on each other. You know what I mean? It's like you're not, it's not overtly romantic, which is also, I think, good for if we're talking about a first date. You know, you don't have to, there's not a lot of, uncomfortable eye contact but you you know if you grab them by the hand and pull them through the the crowd a little bit that's that's exciting yeah (laughs) you know but it probably it depends i mean you know yeah like a hip-hop show that might be a little bit intense Mm -hmm. you know it's a good way for you to tell if uh, the person that you're dating is going to be able to handle the things that you like to do if they follow instructions you know if you're at a hip-hop show it's like are they throwing their hands in the air like they just don't care i mean do you care like dude you're not paying attention to what the mc said there like this is the time when we throw our hands in the air yeah exactly they can't follow those types of instructions a concert is a great way to definitely sort through a lot of the similarities and differences that you're going to have with that person. You're going to find out a lot about that person by going to a concert with them. Totally. And it really, I think Red Rocks is the gold standard for that. You know, it being dates with, with first dates or dates with your longtime partner or dates with your buddies or whatever. Like it's just chill to go to a Red Rock show with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, especially if it's your, your, if it's not like your favorite band where you're, you're kind of, you can be non-committal. You can be like, all right, let's bounce a little bit early. Yeah. So you have like this cool afternoon energy and you watch the city kind of tra- uh, change into twilight. It's wonderful. Yeah. A nice, you know, early evening Red Rock, you know, got the sunset. And it's all the stuff. best, so isn't it? If, if it's even a remotely good band that you and your date could tolerate, it's yeah. worth. Totally. I, I I saw like uh I went with like a group of eight folks to our LCD sound system and it was just mm-hmm. like that. It's just like the perfect day. It's just like so chill up at Red Rocks and they come on, they do their thing. It was great. It was great. Absolutely. Nice. You know what? That kind of d- dovetails into my recommendations as well. My first date with my lovely wife was at Dazzle, believe it or not. This is before I was there, but they had uh I was living what was it? I was like on South in South Broadway neighborhood. And I drove past the old Dazzle location when it was on Ninth and Lincoln. And it said live jazz. I was like, wow, that's cool. I don't even know what that place was. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of made a mental note, uh, made plans with, with Heidi. And I was like, okay, well, I know there's this spot. Hadn't been there. So we went in there. And sure enough, there's like a, a little quartet. At uh, tenor saxophone quartet, who I later met is Peter Summer, is a great player in Denver. And he was playing and it was great. So like a concert for a first date when it's a club is absolutely perfect. Cause you got like the energy of like the live music that kind of makes it fun. You know, if you, if it is like a genre you're, you're familiar with, I got to flex some of my jazz knowledge a little bit, Wow, which I don't think actually helped mansplain some jazz. <laughs> yeah, totally. Be like, oh, that's, that's a Pharaoh Sanders Themby. I, I know that song. It's she's not impressed. Um, it turns out by jazz information, but it was cool. And jazz is like also like, um, it's a very safe genre. So like, you know, a hip hop concert for a first date, you know, there's going to be a couple of fights, you know what I mean? There's a, there's a certain oh, yeah. energy in the atmosphere. That's like, it's not like that with jazz. 
It's mm-hmm. not like that with your like folk music. Yeah. You can you can find you can find good concerts that are just like very relaxing and it gives you something. Plus when it's a club, you know, you they're taking a set break every 60 to 90 minutes. So at that point you could just bounce. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I think concerts are a great idea. Clubs are a great idea. Dazzle was my first date with my lovely wife. Um, also shout out, I proposed on a Valentine's Day. Nice. 19 years ago. So shout out to Valentine's Day. But now it, it does definitely create some like, man, I got to do something dope for Valentine's Day. And I've got some yeah. ideas. I've got some ideas. Um, so my picks for um, first dates is basically going to be a podcast, Greatest Hits. I'm going ESP. I love that place. Mm. You know, it's got kind of a masculine energy. It's very intimate and quiet. It's got great music and really good cocktails. Plus, when you look, I mean, it being a, a hi-fi bar makes it a great um, experience for conversation because everything sounds crisp, you know? Mm-hmm. Very cool. I'm going Nocturne because that, again, is a great jazz club in Denver. Same thing, 60-minute shows. You get in, you see a great band. It has, like, the high, uh, high-backed high booths, so you kind of, like, slink in there, and you kind of have some privacy even though there's an audience. It's awesome. Staff is amazing. Mm-hmm. Food's great. Drinks are great. Nocturne would be a great spot. And the other one, believe it or not, Samana Float Center. Just want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Samana mm. Float Center, for being out. a great place for a date. That could be cool because, like, you know, go for a little something first, like a little chat beforehand. And it's like, we're going to adjourn. Yeah. Go into our respective float tanks and then you can talk about your experience after. Totally. Yeah. It's, it, you know, it's kind of interesting and maybe um, counterintuitive to do something separately, but doing something separately together. You know, then when you get out, you can go yeah. over to like Denver Market. Right next to that too is like, um, there's a beer place where it's like, fill your own beer. It's like a whole beer wall. Yeah. In the same thing as Samana, I forget what it's called, but um, yeah, that would be great as like a post game. Totally. There's the pool spot. You play some pool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think really also, if I'm thinking about what I love for dates. my favorite thing to do is just kind of to have not much of a plan, but like walk around. This kind of ties into the hike too. Although, you know, an urban hike, you know, Mm -hmm. so if you're like, okay, let's, let's take a lap around Sloan's Lake and then wind up somewhere for drinks and dinner. Let's take a lap around Wash Park. Let's go down to, to, um, low high. Let's go down to Rhino. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a really fun way. And that's, that's usually what, what, where I have the most fun is because, yeah, you have kind of a beginning and a middle and then, you know, you end up with dinner and, and it's good. So absolutely, yeah. It gives a lot of opportunity um, to stumble upon cool things. Also a lot of opportunity to bail. <laughs> exactly. If you need to. Yeah, that's true. See, spontaneous, spontaneous dates are always seem to be the best when it's kind of just the flow of the date and, you, know, you just kind of wander in, like you said, wander into a place that you weren't necessarily expecting to go to. Yeah. Wander into a little thrift shop, trying on some some cool clothes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for shout out to my people with kids. I mean, my kids are in high school. So now it's like, you know, if if we've if there's a commercial break of like a show we're all watching and it's just she and I together, it's like the best date I've been in years. Mm. <laughs> no privacy. But we we're in um in Hawaii. You know, we we sent the kids to go do whatever, and that's what we did. We just took a wander. We ended up in like um, a ramen spot underneath a highway bypass overpass, 
It's the nice. most random spot ever, but it was it was great. You know, it was delicious. I'm so sure. fun. Walk around, get lost. It's romantic. Nice. Re- really quick on the ESP Hi-Fi. This week, I'm going to start that vinyl radio show, and I will be streaming in high fidelity. So from my side going in, will be Hi-Fi. As long as you as the listener on your side going out can facilitate Hi-Fi, you can get a full Hi-Fi stream experience if you want to tune in on Thursday. I think I'm going to be starting around 8 p.m. Talk about the show. What are you doing? Oh, yeah. So I'm going to highlight some like cool, unique vinyls. I think this first show is kind of just going to be a little tester for me. I'll just play some of my uh, favorite ones that I have of just some of my favorite artists. But the goal of the show is going to be to basically be like a chill, like live video radio show where I'm going to show um, the vinyls that are being played. It's going to have some nice, cool HD aesthetic of the vinyl spinning around you're going to see that you're going to see the album artwork i'll highlight the um names of the of the albums and the tracks and also i think if as we're going through each one i'll look up anything cool that i could find about it and have a little chat about that as i'm flipping the records or whatever dude amazing um even i'm even going to look up like if people have sampled the specific album or anything and go over that and we'll listen in on what has been sampled and where the samples have come from and things like that. So that that's going to be the goal of my uh, visual yeah, vinyl twi- radio show. What's the Twitch uh, handle? Oh yeah. I'll, I'll put it in the um, description, but I'm Toto on Twitch. So I think it's T O D O underscore. O. are you going to put them on YouTube too? I'm going to start on Twitch and then maybe I'll just do a little multi-stream thing with mm-hmm. YouTube and Twitch, but I'll, I'll throw it in the description, my Twitch, but Thursday, I'm going to do the first one, you know, might, might be working out some kinks still, but it will definitely be hi-fi from my end. Cause I got everything all set up to bring it in to digital full quality. And then, you know, on the other end, if you can receive in good quality, you'll be able to, it'll sound like you're just playing the vinyl at your own place. So Cool, man. I'm excited for that. Cool I want to give it a try. Thursday's the first one. Yes. I'm going to start it on Thursday. In. Nice. In in. Yeah, Troy, you'll be a good person to have listening in because you'll be able to let me know if there's any audio issues. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to test everything out uh, tonight and tomorrow and, and try to get that going. But, um, yeah, is that... Is that all we got? We're starting to get a little bit of bad internet reception here. Yeah, let's leave it there. Nice. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I really appreciate appreciate you guys listening to the show. This is What's Good Denver. You can find us at kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. If you've got an idea for a guest, if you've got an interesting product, if you've got an interesting story, do you have a date night that you'd like to recommend? Hit us up there, kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Um, you can find the links to the podcast on Apple, on Spotify, on YouTube. We're streaming on YouTube um, 10, 15 on Tuesday mornings. And that's a wrap. I hope you guys all have a, a wonderful Valentine's Day. And thanks, Troy. Thanks, Tom. Yeah, thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks. See you.